Welcome to the Financially Intelligent Physicians Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. David Norris, and together we will be discussing what they didn't, or rather oftentimes, won't teach you in medical school or residency. Now, my mission and purpose is to help you develop the practice you desire through business education. And over the course of these podcasts, we're going to cover topics such as leadership, financial intelligence, patient satisfaction, process improvement, negotiations, and many more. Today, we're going to talk about one of the four pillars um, or aspects that you need for exemplary patient care. And, and the first one we're going to talk about is people. Now, the other three are productivity, performance, and profitability. And we'll discuss those other three aspects to exemplary patient care in a later episodes. But now, um, you know, um, I think uh, people are probably the single most important key to success in, in your practice or your business. You know, and, you know, the other day I was in a meeting um, not too long ago discussing personnel, who to hire and who to give raises to. And, you know, we had a long discussion about merits and whether some could or should be replaced. And this led to a discussion around the most important asset I think um, we as healthcare organizations have. And, and that really is the people. All right. You know, um, as Peter Drucker said, no organization can do better than the people it has. And I think that sums up uh, nicely why people are the most important thing that we have in healthcare. And then we're not talking about just us as physicians, but we're talking about everybody that works in our clinic or works in the hospital or works in the OR or ER. You know, the important thing to know is that people matter a lot. Um, and, you know, of the four aspects of exemplary patient care, um, I believe. Uh, you know, this is uh, people are the most critical facet for a very straightforward reason. You know, healthcare is a service industry, and it's the people that do the work and deliver the care. You know, the people possess the knowledge and skills the organization needs to stay in business and treat patients. Therefore, it's your people, our people, um, and those decisions that we and they make uh, are the you know really ultimately guide and predict the success of our business in the future. Um, you know, the, the most critical decisions that we're going to make are the people we bring into the organization uh, because they're going to, de those decisions determine our capacity and capability of our practice. Um, and ultimately, you can't perform better than the people that you have on board. You know, and as a leader, uh, your most important decisions are going to involve making proper decisions as you hire and place people within the organization. No matter how smart you think you are, uh, you know, um, there's a word of caution that should be heard. You know, if you think uh, you can size people up where, well, just be very cautious when making these, these decisions. You know, any leader who believes they're a good judge of character or, or people, ultimately, you're going to wind up making a bad decision about people. Your instincts are going to eventually lead you astray. So refrain from hiring people based on your instincts and feelings. Instead, use a process to research and test the applicants. Um, and since people are critical to the success of our business, you know, you don't want to get this decision wrong. Um, so establish and use a system to attract and retain people. So how do we retain or attract people rather? Well, we attract them um, uh, by first uh, making it crystal clear what our mission and purpose is, you know, what it is we do and why we do it. A majority of people desire to work within an organization that knows what its purpose is. You know, they want to know that the time and energy they give to the company means something, that their investments, you know, emotionally and physically go to something that matters and is appreciated. Therefore, you know, I think it's critical for the organization 
to uh, know and understand its personal mission and purpose. You know, uh, you know. Remember, your mission is what you do, and purpose is why you do it. And you should should proudly uh, share your mission and purpose with your people and your patients. You know, get the word out, and don't be shy to brag about yourself on that issue. You know, it not only helps attract patients to you, but it's also going to attract good people to you. Uh, the second step is to know and understand precisely how each position within your organization, uh, each job, duty, or role supports your overall mission and purpose. And once you've identified the required skills, knowledge sets, and you've written out the duties, then you can go to the marketplace and begin to look for people that are going to fit well in the organization, in that role, contribute, and help you reach your mission and purpose. So what are some keys to finding good people? Well, number one, you got to know what the job required is. Take some time and write down every task the job requires. You know, it is difficult to just pick someone based on their qualifications if you don't have a clear idea of what the job is that you want them to perform. So knowing the requirements of the job not only is going to help you in the hiring process, but also is going to help aid you during their onboarding period as well. Everyone they interact with will also know what their specific duties are, and it's going to help um, prevent others from dumping their work onto the new hire. Uh, number two, you want to look for a number of qualified ap uh, applicants or people. Never pick the first person you see. Always look at a handful of candidates. You know, ask each person. You know how you know they're going to fit the job. You know, ask you know, and, and how will this person fit the company and the culture? You know, their attitude will be paramount to their uh, success within your organization. Uh, and it may be tempting to hire the person that you like the most, the one that you have the greatest bond with, if you will. But however, you want you want your organization to succeed, so pick the person who's going to do the best job. And then number three, you know, history can help predict future performance. Now, the past doesn't always predict performance, but it can help. You know, one or two hiccups, that's to be expected. You know, no one's perfect. You know, things happen. Um, but, you know, if, uh, you know, and if you see that their performance has been steadily rising and improving, you know, that's a good thing, despite having a mistake or two in the past, you know. You know, if they're known for putting out fires, you know, um, you might ask, why have you had so many fires? Is it a function of the culture or the job you are in, or do you create your own? Um, now, if they've continually declined or plateau, then, you know, that trend might continue even in your organization. So be aware of that. And then number four, make certain the person you pick understands the job. Now, this is critically important. You and the organization need to be singing off the same sheet of music, if you will, you know. Uh, don't allow them to walk into the new job with any assumptions. Uh, and don't assume that you fully know what they understand. You know, you want to make it crystal clear that they understand what the job is and how that fits and supports your mission and purpose. You know, and in, in the, in the uh, acquisition phase of, of, of hiring someone, you know, ask questions many different ways surrounding the same topics to kind of reveal their understanding of the position, your culture, um, and your mission and purpose. Then you want to put people where they belong. Um, your hiring decisions uh, will either be the best or the worst decisions you make, like we've said before. Get to know the strengths of each person you hire. There are many tools available for you to help ascertain the characteristics of each person you're considering in your organization. Um, you know, you can do personality tests, DISCs, MMI, uh, and things like that. Just um, uh, do pick one that you're comfortable with and use that tool like that. And then remember, don't hire someone because you like them or they remind you of someone else. 
everyone is susceptible to what we call the halo effect. Um, and the, you know, therefore always you want to be wary of any halo effect you might feel instead, um, use a process and a checklist as you go through each candidate. And, you know, it's an, an, an essential first step in identifying, um, uh, what you, who you should hire is what the job is, you know, and then, then ask yourself, does this person meet the requirements for this position? Because if you haven't accurately or thoroughly defined the job duties, it may be difficult to find the right person. Um, and I recommend the leadership of your organization take time to write down the various job duties and qualifications needed for each particular job. And with this knowledge in hand, then you can go to the marketplace and find the best talent. Um, you know, and with um, uh, as you're doing that, you want to make certain that your job duties and requirements support the mission and purpose, and then you want to match your candidate's strengths with those jobs uh, and job duties that need to be done. Always keep asking: Does this person believe in and support our mission and purpose, and are they the best fit for this particular job that's going to support that mission and purpose? Now, I, I, this brings me to an important, I think, talk part of that um, um, we need a discussion that needs to be had by um, <clears throat> leaders in general and that remember that people are your most important asset there's a dichotomy that exists regarding the people of your practice you know from a financial point of view um, we tend to see people as an expense when in reality they really are our assets and I think part of the reason we view people um, as an expense is because they appear on the income statement as an expense. You know, that's the cost of doing business. We have to pay them money. Um, and at no point in time do they ever appear on our balance sheet. And I think this reporting uh, and this nature of financial reporting in terms of our people cost us money and we don't see them on the balance sheet, that skews our perception of people. And we got to remember, without people, any service company like ours will fail. You know, um, perhaps reclassifying their wages and salaries as an asset uh, protection rather than an expense, you know, we might begin to see people in a different light, you know. But just beware of how you view people because it determines how you treat them. And expenses are to be controlled, cut, and contained. Whereas assets, we want to maintain, nurture, and care for our assets. Um, and I think that that right there, um, is the interesting dichotomy of how we view people uh, in general um, across uh, business. So I would ask you, how do you view your people? Do you view them as an asset or as an expense? It's real important for you to really stop and think about that. How do you view and value your people will determine and dictate how you treat them. Your ability to retain people uh, and your impact on their performance is likely directly correlated to your perception of your people. You know, work, on developing your greatest assets, and that is your people. The important teaching point of today's podcast is this. People are the most important part of your practice. They are an asset, not an expense. Invest in your people. Work hard to find the right people and put them in, in the places that you need them. Well, I'm very happy you decided to invest in yourself today. It's the best investment you'll ever make. Thanks for listening. Uh, if you're enjoying these podcasts, please share them with your friends and colleagues, and be sure to check out my books at Barnes & Noble and Amazon, as well as my uh, my uh, uh, courses at my website, www.davidnorrismdmba.com. Have a wonderful day. I'll see you next time.